Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today, Medicaid redetermination and what it means and how it's being handled. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are giving back. We will be partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already up over 11,000 and we're asking you to join us. There's two ways you could do that. One is that you could hit our top banner on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Click on the Alex's Lemonade Stand. Go ahead and give money on the Lemonade Stand site itself. The second is we have a drive. We've been doing drives every month. And for the month of March, this five has to do with Vive, the Vive Conference. My producer happens to have a service dog. We're bringing the service dog with us to the conference. And the service dog's name is Captain. And if you see us with Captain, get your picture taken with Captain at the Vive event, go ahead and post it to social media and tag us This Week Health in the post itself and everyone who's in that picture. If it's 10 people, if it's 100 people, we're going to give $1 for every person who is in that picture to Alex's Lemonade Stand to raise money for childhood cancer. And if you haven't listened to it yet, we did an episode just this week with uh, Alex's mom, Liz Scott, and we talk about that whole process of the foundation being started, Alex's great story, and the continuing work of Alex's Lemonade Stand. Go ahead and give that a listen. And I think that will inspire you as it did me to be a part of raising money for this great cause. Okay, Medicaid redetermination is upon us. I'm going to start with a story about what they're doing in Maryland. And then I'm going to really explore the Medicaid redetermination a little bit more on what it means for healthcare and health IT, okay? So this article, Healthcare Innovation, CRISP supports Maryland in Medicaid redetermination notification. All right, so CRISP is their HIE, their statewide HIE. With the end of the public health emergency on April 1st, states will have 12 months to redetermine enrollee eligibility, a huge task. In Maryland, the State Health Information Exchange is providing data to help Maryland Medicaid and healthcare providers with outreach to members. CRISP, the state-designated HIE, is expanding its Medicaid redetermination notification project to all interested providers and managed care organizations, MCOs. The program aims to rally support for nearly 1.6 million Medicaid members across Maryland who will face redetermination and possible loss of coverage in what will be a, the single largest healthcare coverage transition since the Affordable Care Act. In partnership with Maryland Medicaid, the project provides healthcare delivery organizations with a secure report of all their patients who will face redetermination within the next 90 days. 
Chris said the program breaks down data silos, ensuring healthcare centers have access to timely and accurate patient information so care teams can provide outreach and navigation uh, and navigate patients through the redetermination process. The notification project is currently available to federally qualified healthcare centers, FQHCs, and will expand to all CRISP participating organizations by May 2023. CRISP will conduct outreach with more information to all eligible organizations as the project expands. Medicaid is a lifeline, so forth. Maryland Medicaid will conduct redetermination of members in stages. The project initially launched as a pilot in February 23 to help the federally qualified healthcare clinics navigate redetermination for their patients who account for an estimated 10 to 15% of Maryland's Medicaid population. The PHE has lasted for more than three years, leaving experts concerned about the serious impact the expiration will have on patients, providers, and care centers across the state. Many clinics report not having recent contact information for their patients to conduct outreach. The Medicaid check-in campaign, a statewide joint effort by CRISP, MDH, MCOs, Maryland Health Commission, just a whole bunch of acronyms, is looking to generate awareness of upcoming redetermination and encourage Medicaid patients to update their contact information. And they talk about their worries a little bit, and then they say all states will enter redetermination for 91.3 million people across the country. The critical role of HIEs can provide during redetermination by leveraging the infrastructure and technology already in place. All right, so that's the story, and I think it's an interesting story. One, you know, the HIE is potentially a, the statewide HIE is potentially a more accurate representation of the patient population in that community than the local health system, right? Now, obviously the local health systems are connected to the HIE. However, I'm I'm just making this point that the HIE is connected to more systems. If you don't have an integrated system, that HIE could be, you know, if the patient is bouncing from different health system to different health system, could be a better source of information. I like this use of the HIE. This was the promise of the HIE, right, from the from the get-go. Maryland is a pretty well-run HIE. It's a pretty top-down kind of state with regard to the health information exchange and driving that. So as those of you who know, Maryland's a little different animal than most of the other states that are out there. I do want to talk about Medicaid redetermination. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. I mean, what was it, 91... 91.5 million people out of what, 350 million in the United States. Okay, so that's a significant number of people. These people are gonna go in a couple of different directions. They're gonna go into the uninsured category because they can't afford insurance. That's the thing that everyone's most concerned about. They could go into the category of another payer, right? So the public health emergency locked people in. They could not be released from the Medicaid rolls. Now, there are some people who are on Medicaid right now that shouldn't be on Medicaid, and they will be moved off. And so those people will be moved off and be moved into the direction that they should into the category of the insurance that they can afford to have. Then there will be people who will, in some cases, move off or be lost in transition and essentially not be insured anymore. They will go on to the roles of the people who show up in hospitals that do not have insurance that we care for. The misnomer is that they do not receive care if they don't have insurance. They do receive care. I can't 
think of a hospital that's turning people away who are in need of care. So, but it will also create, could potentially create a situation for our emergency departments, our emergency rooms could be filled again with this population, if it's not already. I mean, this population, unless we really worked at it, generally does go to the ED. And that has been a problem for years. Some creative health systems have done some really cool things, in which case you walk in that front door of the ED and you go to the right, you can actually go to a telehealth visit, go to the left, you go into the waiting room for the ED. Now the telehealth visit might lead to an ED visit, but you'll see the doctor a lot quicker, could be a, a lot lower cost initiative, a lot lower cost point of care for you. And if they cannot solve the problem or if it requires a deeper level of care, they might just refer you across the hall to the emergency department. I think that's a very creative way to do it. I've heard of at least two or three health systems that have done it. The first one to talk about it on our show was Daniel Barchi with New York Presbyterian, now with Common Spirit Health. So um, anyway, there's a lot of different ways to handle that influx of people into the ED. You know, this, this will impact our financials. I'm not sure how it will impact our financials, but this is the kind of stuff that leadership in healthcare should be in front of. I mean, if this is not a very front and center conversation in your health system right now, you're behind the curve. Don't let yourself get even further behind the curve. You should know your population, percentage of Medicaid, Medicare, commercial, you know your payer mix pretty well, understand which patients are potentially in this process of redetermination, be a part of the solution of communication, of helping to navigate that and move them into the into the appropriate model. So I, I, I have this conversation just to say, this is going to be a very common uh, problem for most health systems. This terminology, Medicaid redetermination, will become more and more front and center. Health systems that are not led well will start to raise their hands and say, we need more money, we need more money, we need more money. And they may. I'm, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm saying that that this is a problem we knew was coming for three years. We knew that it had locked people into Medicaid. We knew they were gonna be moving off. This is not information that we didn't have. It is not analysis that we couldn't do based on our population and our information. And this is the kind of thing that we could do financial projections on pretty easily. Now, if those financial projections have been done, then by all means, make the case for there's not gonna be enough money and it needs to, go in one direction or another. If on the other hand, it's more of a, hey, we need more time, I, this really surprised us kind of thing, that's that's the poor leadership aspect. So anyway, Medicaid redetermination is something that is upon us and something we need to be ahead of. I like what the state of Maryland is doing with their HIE, potentially your HIE in your state is a source for quality information and some sort of program for outreach and helping people to navigate this is definitely something I think the better health systems are going to be doing. So, well, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. I'm serious here. Think of it right now. Who could you forward a note to and say, hey, you should be listening to this channel. I'm getting a lot out of it. I'd love to just talk to you about some of the stories that they cover. That would really go a long way in helping us to continue to create content for the community and events for the community. 
They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and I could go on and on and on because anywhere that a podcast can be listened to, we're already out there. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.